What's up, everybody? Your host of Fit for Life Radio, Gary Diegel, here with Will Shively, and we've also been waiting for this moment. Ben is not here, Damn, so that's fucking savage. Man. <laughs> we've toyed with y'all, uh, but but Ben is not here, so he had some car issues, and uh, hope hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have him on next week. So mm-hmm. be back. we <laughs> car issues. That sounds real suspect, doesn't it? It does. But luckily, in, 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 in his place, we have our guest this week is going to be the Andrew Vault. Hey guys, what's up? So, my, my man Andrew here, I've known him for a few years now, and we are excited to chat with him. Uh, he is, well, I'm looking at his Facebook profile right now, so just so y'all can get an idea for, for the, the worldliness of Andrew, <laughs> his <laughs> Facebook profile his cover photo is him feeding a lion by hand, mm-hmm. like milk or something. Then his profile picture is on stage doing improv, and he is the founder and CEO of Stay Roasted, which will let you wonder what that is at first, and then we'll let him tell you. And also, he is has lost 125 pounds and and i've seen i've seen him in person this is true like legitly lost that amount of weight and then he and he lives lives lean day to day he has the uh the uh the hot bod that everyone wants oh gary (laughs) so so andrew you want to go into that a little you want to you want to break all that down for us real quick yeah guys thanks for having me on uh uh, congratulations on the podcast uh i i think what you guys are doing is you know, telling people's stories, uh, you know, highlighting their struggles and, you know, helping people realize that they're not alone in their fitness journey, I think is super huge. Um, so congrats on that. Um, and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I think Memphis might've been voted one of the like least healthy cities in the nation. Um, you know, and, and I, I mean, look, I love, I love everybody in Memphis. Uh, Memphis, I, is, my heart's there, but you know, it's not a, a mecca for fitness. And so I kind of grew up um, not really educated about nutrition or, or really, you know, everybody played sports, but um, you know, I, I had a tendency to uh, just to, you know, be that, the guy, that, the, the kid that was overweight. Um, and uh, I kind of struggle with that and, you know, my whole life. Uh, even up until, you know, it, maybe even in, in high school, I leaned out a little bit uh, just with, for, with so much, you know, football, and lacrosse and that kind of thing. Um, but man, you know, you get to college, uh, you get married, things just, uh, you know, if, if you're not educated, you don't know the right steps or you don't have those around you to help you out, uh, things can get out of control. And that's what happened to me. Um, you know, and then one day, uh, I think I was listening to or reading rather a, a Tim Ferriss blog, and he had uh, just a real simple template for for fat loss, which was just some really basic rules for uh, you know don't eat. I forget all the rules now, but because I've <laughs> kind of ventured into to other other templates, but 
you know, it was just the, the idea was that it's uh, whatever you can stick with uh, is what's going to be effective. And it was so simple, I really had no reason not to stick with it. So, you know, some, some, some buddies of mine, and we all just kind of committed to it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I lost 60 pounds. And then I was like, wow, like I got these really fast results and started building some momentum. Then, you know, that got me interested of well, how come this worked? And so I kind of, you know, I'm a curious guy. So I wanted to dive in and figure out what in the world was going on that this, because there weren't, you know, they, these weren't big changes. They were just kind of like, okay, you're going to eat some meat and vegetables and maybe some lentils or black beans or something like that for every meal. And you're going to keep the same meals over and over again. And you're not going to drink any calories and you're going to have one cheat day, you know, just really basic. And um, man, it just, it worked and it got me interested in, okay, well, what's this paleo diet and what's this other diet? And, you know, what are people doing who have already lost their weight and, you know, what are they eating? So wait, I can have carbs now? And like, what's the deal with all of that? And so um, I just became fascinated with it, to be honest. Um, and it just became sort of a part of my lifestyle to make sure that every single day I'm, you know, doing something for my health. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my story in a nutshell in terms of fitness um, and nutrition and losing weight. Nice. So one, one thing you mentioned there that uh, I wanted to touch on is, well, for, for one, you obviously kind of fell in love with the journey, right? Like you almost became fascinated that it was so simple and what you were actually doing in your day to day became more exciting than just losing the weight kind of in a way, it seems like. Yeah. You know, getting that quick win, you know, you, you lose 20 pounds and you have everyone around you saying, Hey man, wow. You, you know, they're, they're, they don't almost don't recognize you. I mean, 20 pounds is a, is a big, like noticeable difference when, you know, if you haven't seen somebody in eight weeks and they've lost 20 pounds, you're going to be like, wow, you know, and then say 40 pounds. I mean, that is a, a dramatic change for, for anybody. Uh, even if you're really heavy, it's still really noticeable. And, you know, that's the kind of, that, that sort of positive, um, you know, when someone else recognizes your results, that can be really empowering. And uh, I think that that was the case for me. And to be honest, it, and actually I'm, this sort of reminds me of something I wanted to share with you guys. I was thinking about it was for me at least, and I, I would, I would assume this happens to a lot of people. One of the things that, that uh, makes the struggle so difficult in the beginning is your relationship with other people. So for instance, I would go to work and I would have my, you know, prepared meal, you know, I'd have like something super healthy and you know, I'm like, I'm just going to eat this, you know, I'm, I'm on my plan, I'm sticking to it. And then, you know, I get that tap on the shoulder. Hey, we're all going out to eat. You know, I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, I can't do that. I got to eat, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, trying to get healthy here, trying to lose some weight. And then the questions start, right? And mm -hmm. then it's, well, come on, you can, you can pick back. There's something healthy to eat, you know, at the restaurant or there's, you know, uh, you know, you can pick back up on that tomorrow just stick that in the fridge so there's all these little <laughs> tiny you know tugs and pulls by those around you and look it's not that they they're trying to sabotage your efforts in any way but they see you doing something different 
and they may have questions or they may, you know, feel differently. So that to me, I think was, you know, sticking to the plan and sticking to your nutrition and all these things and cooking and all that, um, that actually, that part of it actually came pretty easy to me. The hardest part for me was kind of navigating my circle, my work circle, my social circle, Mm -hmm. um, in order to kind of, uh, keep myself focused on what I needed to do, which was, uh, you know, stick to the plan. Yeah. I, I think that's all like the hardest part for a lot of people. Like they go to work and there's donuts at work, you know, twice a week and you know, they're sitting right next to them all day or yeah, everyone's going out to eat or your friends want to go out on the weekends and like figuring out how do you, how do you navigate through that? How do I, how do I still have a social life, you know, while still making change? And I think it's, it's difficult, you know? Um, Definitely. What? That actually brings up a, 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 a just a, a story that just kind of locked in my head regarding, uh, you know, work. And that was, I, I'll never forget this. I was sitting at my desk and a, a buddy of mine who had the cubicle, you know, right across from me walks over and I think his wife had made these incredible like chocolate chip cookies. And he's like, hey man, uh, I wanted to give you this cookie. I thought like my wife made them and they're, they're so good, you have to try it. I'm like, I really appreciate it, I'm, but I'm really committed. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my, my thing here. And he's like, come on, man, just to, like, take a bite. You know? And I was like, he was legitimately offended that I turned mm-hmm. him down for his, his cookie. And I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, he literally just like, was forcing it on me. I mean, it was the, the most bizarre thing that I've really ever experienced. I, I, and I was like, I really appreciate it. I was trying to be as nice as I could. That guy didn't talk to me for the rest of the day. So at that point, it's obviously like not about the cookie, right? It's almost like the whatever inherent nature like of to self-sabotage someone almost, you know, like like maybe they see you going through the change and they're jealous because they can't or they want to. Um, yeah, in it, this particular play, uh, in this particular case, the guy was uh, he's a lean guy. So, you know, perhaps he just didn't even understand. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to – I give the guy a break, but, man, that that was just sort of highlighted for me where my struggles actually were. You know, if you kind of dig in, you know, it's not the lack of information typically. It's, it's you know, not even necessarily accountability. You might have a great coach, but day-to-day when you're, when you're kind of cruising around through your, your normal life, uh, you're gonna you're gonna bump into folks that that uh, you know are gonna make things harder. More so, yeah. I think, than bumping into folks that are gonna make it easier. Mm-hmm. For sure, and like that is what people have to be prepared for, and that's why most people fold up, right? Because that is difficult, you know. And when things it's get difficult, it's uh, that's when you find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people do like they they push you, man. Like if you go to a family function. And like your grandma made a pie and she's like, you know, you should have a, a slice of pie. And you're like, nah, like, I don't want it. Like they get really offended. Like that person did. I, it's almost like you're, you're telling them that what they're, te- what they're giving you, like, isn't good enough for you or something like that, you know? And it's like, they get like deeply offended. Cause they have like this emotional attachment to that food that they made. And, um, yeah, like it's super prevalent. Even yep. just like, if you had like, I don't know, a bag of chips. And or somebody did, and they're like, "Hey, do you want, you know, you should try these chips." You're like, "Nah, I'm good." And then they get upset. It just is wild because it literally is just some chips. But to them, like, you know, you're you're doing something different, and I think it 
you know freaks people out sometimes yeah so and you can touch on this andrew do so obviously like if like if you have grandma's pie on that that day it's not really gonna hinder you as long as you kind of get back on track the next day with you know your habits that are supporting your goals but if you know you're the type of person to where a bite of that pie will derail you then you should probably not have grandma's pie that time and i i'm the take i'm getting from you is like that's how kind of how you operate and, and you were aware of that it's yeah especially in the beginning um you know you you i i firmly believe that that you become more mature in your fitness life over time. And so what I mean by that is that back then, you know, when you're, when, you know, say I'm 80 pounds overweight, uh, I mean, clearly I don't have the, the, um, the mindset to, to kind of confront that situation uh, easily where we both leave, you know, nobody's feelings get hurt and you know, my, I stay on track over, you know, I think when you get a little bit further along in your journey, um, that kind of thing comes pretty naturally. It's like, you know what, I can have a bite or two, uh, you know, hell, I'm, I might even eat the whole thing, but I, it's not, it's not going to just say, I'm not going to, you know, feel bad about myself and say, you know what, that was an awesome pie, you know, man, like that was awesome. I hadn't had that in a while. So cool. Now I'm good for a while. And then, you know, on you go. Yeah, yeah. That, um, Will, like, what, you know, working with clients, like, have you noticed too? Like, I've noticed how, like, people kind of are generally one or the other when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Like, they can get it, they can have a little or they can't, you know. Like, some people do really well with cheat days and then they can be right back on track. And then some people, it just, yeah, it, it turns into cheat months you know yeah exactly no dude like and then i guess it's you know oversimplifying to say it's like you know two types of people but for the most part it is you know like i mean a really good example is myself um and my girlfriend whitney um like if i have like a cookie if there's like chips ahoy in the house and i have a a cookie like i want another one and then i want another one and then i want another one right but her she could have one chips ahoy cookie no you know what i'll tell you because she's crazy she can have half of a chips ahoy and be good Ooh. and never and just she could leave them for a full month and not even think about them oh no dude i can't look at her the same bro <laughs> half she's like the ultimate like i just want to taste and you know what dude like i admire her for that because i don't have that in me but yeah, yeah. she'll eat like dude if we got Krispy Kreme donuts she would eat like a quarter of a donut and then be done because mm. she just wanted to taste it that's you know? savage which is like that's really she has a good control over like her hunger and her you know emotions with food and all that kind of stuff whereas me like dude the moment like the donut touches my mouth i'm thinking about the other 11 donuts <laughs> that are in the box yeah yeah you know I'm the same, so i'm the same way yeah and, and for, like for me like i've learned man like dude having a cheat day or a cheat night isn't really the best thing for me like at least having it scheduled like every like oh every saturday i do this yeah because for me like it's really hard to not have that flow into sunday especially even like i've done this for a while you know but then you you get to know yourself and that's just something i know about myself so you know i have to limit that some people are great at it some people are you know they have that that self-control or you know whatever it may be i mean if it's just self-control but um yeah the, the ability to do that um. 
So uh, let's switch gears here a little bit, Andrew. And so obviously, you know, you, you had your 100 pound, 125 pound weight loss. Now, you know, we, we always talk about the importance of resistance training, and that's kind of our the base. Um, what was your training approach? You know, did you do a ton of cardio? Did you do mostly weights? Did you do um, jazzercise? What what uh, what you what you got going on? Mostly Zumba and jazzercise. You really <laughs> nailed it there. Um, I just like the music, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I had. Uh, in high school, I played football, played lacrosse, um, was no stranger to getting into the weight room. Um, you know, I'd say back then I, I was probably lifting in a manner, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I was lifting like an idiot to be quite honest, just doing, you know, crazy bodybuilding, you know, type of, you know, you have to, you know, you start out with flat bench, <laughs> right? Then you 400 move, sets. Yeah. Then you move to incline bench. Oh, then you got to, you got to finish off with some flies. And then it's like that whole yep. thing. Um, but you know, even that, even so it, it got me used to being in the weight room, got me comfortable in there. You know, I, I at least for the most part, uh, knew the correct form, although, you know, there's always improvement to be had there. But, um, so, you know, as I, I got older, I, you know, I always, like, even at my heaviest, I was still uh, going to the gym frequently. So I was still lifting weights, you know, I was still getting in there, you know, attempt, you know, I'd looked, I tried doing running, I tried all these things uh, for, for fat loss. Um, but when it really came down to being serious about fat loss, it, it was all about the nutrition for me. Um, I kept up with the the program I had in terms of just getting into the gym and and doing something right so just kind yep. of doing a you know having a leg day having an upper body day uh, that kind of thing back then I really didn't didn't know a whole lot about the uh, about training but you know as I began to get leaner um, and as I was kind of digging in like I mentioned before like get really getting fascinated about um, nutrition and like why is this stuff working uh, I began to take another look at my training program. So I started, you know, you know, following on, you know, following a program for the first time. So I had just been, you know, kind of freeforming it, like, or, or improving it. Just what, you know, I just kind of remembered what I did back in high school or just watch people in the gym and kind of mimic what they did as opposed to, you know, having a plan and actually, you know, working a program. And then I started getting, you know, gains there because I was actually following a program and tracking my results. Shocker. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. I just kind of kept up with in terms of, of as I was going through the weight loss, um, you know, starting a fitness program and kind of sticking with that. Um, I would say I was doing a lot more cardio, uh, traditional cardio in terms of like running on a treadmill or doing like you know, elliptical machines and these things that, uh, I, that was probably not helping much at all other than, uh, just wearing me out and, and causing injury. (laughs) So yeah, it, uh, over time. And as I got a little bit more sophisticated and a little bit more mature in my, my, uh, my fitness life, I began to, to kind of, uh, you know, clean that up. So just doing more things like running hill sprints and, you know, not so much, you know, just running on a treadmill for an hour and just dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And actually, and then as you mentioned that, which it's actually really cool, it dawned on me. So the we the way we even met, and actually all three of us met, mm-hmm. was was through finding that community and, and program to follow, which was through Jay Ferrugia's program uh, on the Renegade Strength Club. And that goes to show, too, the power of uh, of community, you know, kind of, and, and, and having that, like, that's part of your journey, too, right? Totally. Uh, and I would say that one of the biggest, uh, you know, takeaways from, from uh, you know, starting in the Renegade Strength Club and, and uh, following, uh, you know, Jay Ferruja's programming and just becoming involved in, in that community was that you got to trust you got to trust your the expert that that you hire you know so i, I considered i hired him as a coach it's an online community and it's online coaching but you know oftentimes we will you know or i would you know join a program or, or download a program online and and just not follow it right just like self-sabotage and so one of the things i i really learned um for me, that's really kind of tr- you know transferred across in other areas of my life is uh, you know trust in the people that n- know what in the world they're talking about and just follow it. And that was a struggle for me. And I think that's you know for me, it's like well, I I want to I want to think that what I'm doing is the right way because uh, you know I, I that makes me feel in control. Um, but that doesn't always serve me. So by kind of you know, just trusting in the people that, that you surround yourself with for, for you know, life advice, business advice. Like, trust what they're do, what they're they're guiding you with, and mm-hmm. and man, you're gonna see so much quicker results. Yeah, yep. and and I think to to add on to that, it, it comes with just like, you know, trusting the process, and you know, like you're people hire a coach or whatever for for a reason. Like you clearly like, hey, I need help. Um, but if like you're trying to change, but then you're like so resistant to it and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do everything they say. This works a little better. I know, you know, I know myself. I know this is better. Um, and then they're not completely buying into whatever that coach or that advisor or whatever is telling them. Um, they're not going to get the results. You know, you have to be like 100% into the process. And we see that at the gym, you know, the people that buy in. And they're just like, hey, I'm going to do exactly what you tell me. Um, I don't know better than you. Just tell me what to do. And then they do it. Like those are the people that get the results. You know, the, the people that kind of are just like one foot in, one foot out. Um, you know, they might get a little bit better, but they're never going to be that person that makes that transformation. So you really need to, you know, be 100% in and just be ready for the ride. And I think some of that comes with, you know, just being anxious about the unknown. You know, you're, you're not quite sure and you're almost more comfortable you know, with the way things are and the way you do it, that you're willing to just kind of stay there rather than, you know, try something new. Yeah. And I'll say a lot of it too, and knowing Andrew and, and myself, you know, it's a lot of people think, oh, you only get a coach if you really need help, you're down in the dumps. But you know, like, it's not that way. Like coaching is an investment. And, you know, like you look at someone like Andrew, he, you know, has lost 125 pounds. He has, uh, an awesome business that most people would love to have 
And a lot of people just see that on the surface and think, oh, he's probably just good at everything he tried. But I, I know, Andrew, you know, you, yeah, you, you hire coaches for your fitness. You hire coaches for your business. I do the same. Like, I hire uh, gym coaches for fitness business. I, even though I know everything, I still hire a coach to write my workouts because I'll be more accountable. And I always have coaches. And I think a lot of people look at that almost as like, oh, like, if they have to have a coach, they're a failure. But mm-hmm. that's just not the truth. Like, Typically, anyone like you look at look at Olympic athletes and professional athletes, and and they all have coaches. You know, doctors have have mentors, and like it, like everyone has a coach. You know, so trying to like do something, change your lifestyle by yourself, like ultimately, like you're probably gonna fail unless you have that coach or something, something you're investing in and and holding you accountable and preventing you from just drifting. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we, we all grew up where, you know, if you had a, a math, you didn't get a math tutor because, you know, you were trying to take your calculus game up a notch, you know, you, yep. <laughs> you got a math tutor cause you suck at math, right? That is and, true. Yeah. You know, that's fine. So, you know, perhaps, you know, as you get a little bit older and you're like, wow, I need some help on this. I, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that maybe you're, you, or being a little down on yourself, like, oh God, I need a coach. That must mean there's something wrong with me, or I, you know, I'm I'm stupid, or something like that. So, um, to, to to transition over to where it's like, you know what? There are plenty of other areas where I can apply creativity, you know. But when it comes to things like health and fitness and all these things, it's been figured out. So find someone that that you connect with that that you you know, maybe have something in common with where you kind of speak the same language and then invest in them and trust them. And uh, you're going to get, you know, way more results than if, uh, you know, you try to go alone at it and, and reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think here, let, let me, one more thing to that. I think having a coach is good too, because they're not emotionally like attached to things in your life. Like a lot of times we won't do things because there's an emotional attachment or we won't change our way. But a coach has like a good just, you know, they can see from the outside in and say like, hey, you need to do this. And it's way easier for them to make that call than for you to do it personally because like you have that emotion. And so I think that's a a good reason to have a coach because, you know, they got really nothing invested in your personal life per se. So, yeah. Yeah, And I think... uh... You know that's a that's a great point having that those a pair of outside kind of fresh eyes on anything you you know whether it's work you're doing or you know your business or, or your lifestyle having that fresh pair of eyes unbiased you know they have n- nothing else but reason to help you yep um and so that's that's key for sure yep yep so let's uh you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, your, your profile picture, you're doing improv. So one fun thing I think is really cool is, you know, we, we talk about, you know, 125 pound weight loss and everyone wants to lose weight. And but ultimately, like we want to do all that because we want to feel our best and feel confident and have less limitation in life. Right. Or, or you know, hold ourselves back because of low confidence and stuff. So let me ask you this. Like would the old you have because getting on stage and doing improv comedy is. I mean, that's tough. Like, would the old you have done that? Is that kind of a benefit from your lifestyle change? Uh, what, what's your what's your your thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. Uh, or rather, 
not a chance would I have ever done something, you know, get on stage and do, you know, seven minutes of stand-up comedy in front of a bunch of people. Uh, you know, it, it scares me to death. To, it, I mean, it still scared me to death. But, you know, if you think, of, if you think back about, you know, what, what is sort of the underlying reason why? Um, and for me, it was, you know, if I'm, if I'm heavier, um, you know, I, self-conscious about how I look or, you know, especially growing up when you have, you know, people telling you, you know, you know, people bullying you or, or, or saying, you know, commenting about things that at the time you really didn't have any control over. You know, as an adult, we have control over, um, I would say, the likelihood that you're going to have control over your body is a little higher than when you're not in a position to, like, you know, cook your own food and do these things. So, you know, as a kid, you know, you can develop these habits of, like, well, I just, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want people to make fun of me or I don't want people to judge me or whatever. And, man, that's, that can be difficult to unwind. Um, and so, you know, after the weight loss, you know, some, a lot of that's still there. That doesn't, that doesn't fix your mindset. It fixes your body, hopefully. But, you know, you start to build momentum. You lose the weight and you're like, wow, all right. But then it's like, whoa, I still have, I still have the mindset of that old person. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it, you have to go out and, and try new things. You got to, like, put it to the test. Like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to find something that's uncomfortable and I'm going to do it. And, you know, of course, sure enough, you come out the other end and you realize, wow, that really wasn't a huge deal. Like, why was I making this a huge deal? And then maybe you look at somewhere else in your life, like, um, about being uncomfortable. Maybe it's, uh, you know, talking to a girl or, you know, or it's whatever. Maybe it's uh, the relationship with your parents. And what are those areas of, of life that are uncomfortable that you haven't addressed or you haven't explored? Um, because at the end of the day, you can, you're going to go chase after that. And you're going to realize it's not as scary as you, you originally thought. And then it's going to add value to your life. Um, so for me, like with the stand-up, that was just for fun. But the value I got out of that is A, the confidence. And B, uh, man, now every time I go see a, a stand-up show, I know how hard that is. Like it is very hard and you know the you, the respect that i have for people to get on stage and they're so good at what they do and the, the hours and hours it takes to to achieve that level of um proficiency is is mind-boggling the same could be true with a you know learning an instrument right so you go and you pick up the guitar and you you know you take a year you know maybe you're taking some lessons and you know at the end of the year you can you can play some tunes on the guitar and you feel great then you go to a concert and you see somebody up there just shredding and you're like whoa like i've i just spent a whole year learning guitar and i can't even come close to doing that so not only do you love the music but it there's a this other layer of appreciation that you didn't have before and uh to me that is that I love that. And that's why I, I kind of get addicted to hobbies, mm -hmm. right? So you go and you, you know, go get a camera and start learning photography. Then you see it, you know, a professional photographer's photo and just go, wow, you know, they yeah. must have put in the work. And now every time I see great photography, I'm extra appreciative of that. And, and then, you know, 
same with fitness. You see somebody who, who really has, you know, their physique and their lifestyle in check. Uh, you, you can, you can look at them as inspiration. Like, wow, I know that that took work. That wasn't just that they were born that way. They, they took, it took a ton of work and, um, you know, that's just kind of a, a great way to, to approach life in my opinion is, uh, go out, do something uncomfortable. You're going to reap benefits you didn't even realize were there. Yeah. And I was going to hijack your thought there, but you, you did it for me and saying how like, yeah, like a, a healthy fit lifestyle, like that is kind of like guitar, right? And it takes practice and time and it's, um, it's a journey, you know, it's just not like a one day thing. It, it takes practice and, and lots of ups and downs, you know? Definitely. I mean, every time I think I have it all figured out, um, you know, I'm, I'm 10 pounds, I get 10 pounds heavier or something like, yep. God, I, I know how to do this. So it's a, I, I don't want to say it's a struggle because that, that's negative. It's a journey. And I think actually being okay, you know, if I, if I fluctuate up and down, you know, 10, 15 pounds over the course of the year, just based on my life, like what's going on or the activity or work, like I'm okay with that. I know that I can get back to where I need to be if I, if I, um, you know, maybe, yep. maybe tack on a couple extra pounds, no big deal. Right. And, uh, so, so let's kind of talk about that. Like when sure. you were, you know, you talked about how, when you were losing the weight and you lost 20 pounds, 40 pounds, like everyone notices people are commenting, you almost probably get a high from it. So how did you handle then when you kind of eventually settled into your, you know, to your, to your weight in a good place? Then all of a sudden you realize you're you're still putting in the same work, the same effort. Like it is a lifestyle, but you're not quote unquote progressing anymore. And really, you have to shift to like a maintenance mode, or basically like, hey, like not go back to who to what I was mode. You know, like how, how'd you handle that? Uh, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it's tough, especially you know. So I did a, a physique contest with with Jay's group and. You know, you get down, you, if that's the only, I mean, I was focused on that almost 100%. I mean, I, I, I put everything else on the back burner for that, which is not real life. But, man, you get in really great shape. The best shape I'd ever been in, at least in terms of, um, you know, composite, body composition. And, uh, you know, after it's all over, but you go back to you know a more normal life, even if that more normal life is is really healthy, and all of a sudden those those abs that you have are smoothing out a little bit, and then you know your mind starts playing tricks on you, and it, it's tough. For me, it was tough. So I think you know people talk about just being comfortable with your body and you know appreciating your body and and you know not defining yourself by your physique um and man that couldn't be more true for me um you know just being comfortable but approaching fitness uh as a in more of a health with with more of a health uh, uh, kind of uh, approach and just really maybe maybe cutting myself a little bit of a break that you don't have to walk around you know i don't have to walk around all day long with with abs or whatever um, I just want to, I want to be mobile. I want to be active and I want to be healthy. I want to live a long time. And you know, that, that comes first before, you know, getting super shredded or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, however, you know, every now and then 
man, it's fun to go. It's fun to do that. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's just like getting yourself into a place where, you know, you can that, you know, maybe that that super shredded or super fit look is is maybe just eight weeks away yeah. at all times. Um, for me, that's kind of that's kind of how I like to do it. It's really like having you're you're really changing your baseline, you know. Like when when you were 125 pounds heavier, like you had a certain baseline of your lifestyle, and then you eventually get down to, you know, 125 pounds lighter. You know, for someone it could be 20 pounds, and then that's your new baseline, and then, in that you can live with, and then yeah, you can tow the side. You know, maybe like you you tow, tow a little more extreme approach for for six weeks right before summer or, or whatever and back off a little in the winter and, and that's okay you know like that's technically in my mind like maintenance you know it's just kind of having that baseline that you'll know you'll never uh like go way back from but but you can relax a little you know totally totally i mean i'm i look i I, my wife and I bond over awesome food. I mean, that's like our, <laughs> that's like my number one hobby is going out to restaurants and, mm. you know, ordering a ton on the menu and just not, you know, giving myself a break from, from, uh, from kind of, uh, you know, being hardcore about, about nutrition, just saying, you know what, I'm going to spend quality time uh, with my wife. We're going to have some nice wine. We're going to eat some food and I'm not going to, I'm just going to not worry about it at least for like a night and then just enjoy the moment. And those are the times that, you know, if in the past, especially after I had just, you know, was, was going through that, that initial weight loss journey where I'd get to dinner like that and just feel anxious and like, is there anything I can eat? And, you know, uh, you know, it's a Wednesday night. I'm, my cheat day is not till Sunday. And it's just like, you have all these things and there's just a, there's, there's a different struggle there too. So, you know, I, I think just kind of relaxing about the whole thing and just enjoying it, being in the moment and, you know, it's okay to go enjoy a nice meal, especially if it's, you know, with a loved one and, uh, you know, kick back, you know, life's short. You want to enjoy time, you know, enjoy your time here. Um, there, there's a lot that, that food and can really add, there, there's a lot of ways that food and, and, uh, you know, wine or beer or whatever it is. Like, there's a lot of a lot of value that can bring. Um, you know, so long as it's you know its place. Yep. Yeah. Man, Andrew, this has been. I love it, man. Just so much great information and like you know you have in your journey and for our listeners, I think like, you know, when you really step back, you see the commonalities, right? Like, like you had great success in the some common themes there were just consistency community and um and perseverance you know like that there was no magic exercise or, or workout there was no super food it's literally it was literally just consistency with with the basics and in time you know well thanks man yeah it's uh you know it can i i it's a journey like you mentioned and i'm still on that journey um yep. I, I might be focusing on different things like mobility and just being you know, I'm I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years, and you know, I want to be I want to be able to hop on the paddleboard, hit the ocean, and just feel like I'm you know 25. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the goal now, um, and that journey is going to continue on as I get older, and it may change, you know. So. Yeah. And real quick, I wanted to talk because because uh, I think it's awesome, and I know Will's a big fan of coffee, mm-hmm. and, and everyone just, listens. To me. I was just cruising I, the Instagram, checking out. Uh, Checking out all their stuff, so yeah, I'm I'm a fan. 
Yeah, so so Andrew is uh, the the CEO. I don't know if you want people to know you're the CEO though, because then then you get all the problems too, right? If they have a, a missed delivery <laughs> or something, I don't know. Comes with the job. <laughs> no, but seriously though, it's he he has a company called Stay Roasted, which is it's basically you, you want to explain it, Andrew? Yeah, sure. So uh, there's a problem with store bought coffee. Um, you know, if you're like me, I I you know I love food and beverage. I consider mm. myself a foodie. I'm a home cook. Um, you know, I appreciate ingredients and the problem with coffee is you go to the store and those bags of coffee sitting on the store shelves, you don't know how long they've been there. And oftentimes, um, you know, people don't realize that, that coffee, even whole bean coffee is a perishable item. Um, right after it's roasted, uh, there's really only about a, you know, two week period of time where it's, you know, super fresh at peak freshness where you're going to get the most flavor out of it. Uh, when you brew it up. So um, what we do at Stay Roasted is uh, it's we are a network of craft coffee roasters from all across the country. So um, whether that's, uh, you know, a small local roaster, you know, in, in, in Montana or, you know, out here on the West Coast, there's a ton of awesome, you know, independent craft roasters that, you know, take take really good, uh, they take really good care at their sourcing. They skillfully roast their beans so they, they try to to get the coffee to be at its absolute best um, in terms of uh, flavor potential and so what we did was we kind of gathered up all these awesome roasters and and then stuck them into a single subscription so you know if you you, you come to the site you put in some basic taste and delivery preferences and then you just get uh, essentially the local coffee roaster experience delivered right to you so um, Maybe every two weeks you're getting uh, a fresh bag of coffee from a different roaster. Um, it's sent directly from the roaster. And so every time you brew a cup of coffee, you know that it's absolutely the freshest it can be. So uh, that's sort of the model. And, um, you know, our happiest customers are those that, that have traditionally bought, you know, Starbucks beans at the store or, or um, you know, they had never really had super fresh coffee before. And so... Um, that's that's really what our mission is is to try to to get folks to kind of join us in this world of uh, uh, craft coffee and uh, man I tell you what it makes it makes it's made my life uh, uh, so much better as a, as a foodie where I get to wake up and have this insanely awesome cup of coffee every single morning um, and then it can obviously the convenience factor everything's kind of going to home delivery these days so mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah that's that's the mission and um, you know we're uh, we're just excited. We're continuing to evolve. We've got a partnership with Generosity.org um, that we're about to launch, where every bag of coffee uh, delivered through through our service um, will provide a year's worth of fresh water to someone in need. So every single bag gives one year of fresh water to someone in need. And we're super excited about it. Man, that's I awesome. Yeah. So if someone wants to. So essentially, really, all they have to do if they want to, you know, ch- try out some of some of the coffee is go to stayroasted.com, and then you said they even will have a little profile they can fill out that will maybe even give them some recommendations, and then they basically pick what they like, and it's delivered to their door. You got it. Nice, mm. simple enough. So again, guys, yeah, if you if you're listening and and you like coffee, so that should be everyone listening. Uh, go to stayroasted.com, and you can also check them out on Instagram at stayroasted. They got some great, great footage and, and everything there. And uh, yeah, and when you love it, make sure you tell Andrew how awesome it is. And I think 
that's about it. Will, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's good we covered it. I'm just glad we touched on the coffee because I was going to bring that up at the end because you know how, how much I enjoy it. I know. I'm uh, perusing the Instagram now, and I, mm. you see the uh, – where would it go here? What is it? The That dark plasma. That looks tantalizing. I love the dark, dark plasma. That's little, a crowd favorite. Mm, crowd favorite. I don't know. Mm. It's just – and it's in that bag and the little space system there. Mm. I need, I need a cup. Well, and I like my coffee black, so I think it's just the whole theme is just super appealing to me. Yep. No, I agree. I'm what about you, Andrew? I, you know what? I uh, The only kind of coffees, I, I don't really mix milk with my coffee, so I'm really a, a yeah, like like you are, uh, just straight up, you know, black coffee, um, Americanos. That's Ooh, my jam. Yeah. There we go. All right, Andrew, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll sign off here, and... Hopefully you guys took away something to learn from it. And also we missed Ben. I know I know all of us missed yeah. Ben. We'll get his take on the coffee. We'll we'll go mm-hmm. ahead and, and skip the song of the week just because uh, yep. that's Ben's baby. So Yep. I don't want you, I don't want to try to fill those shoes. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's a lot to fill. All right. Well, till next time guys. Holla back. Later. Take care guys. See you.